Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by. <laughs> I know what. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm solo today. Mozzie is at work. Um, we tried to hold out and see if we could catch a uh, an open window together, but we could not um, until probably Friday. So. I mean, it's on Thursday, but we wanted to get the review in before Friday because, like we said last week, uh, it kind of sucks doing a review on Friday because you want to just focus on that next upcoming week. So, um, in the meantime, I will be dishing you both of our thoughts from last week. He uh, wrote plenty down. We texted a lot, and uh, I'll give a Thursday night preview as well. So, to recap real quick, uh, he went 10-4. and four, I went 11-3. He is a nice 69% on the year on his picks while I am 66%. And a reminder that the teams on by were the Bengals, the Browns, the Eagles, and the Rams. And uh, specifically, the Browns and Eagles uh, seem to have some players going back from injury this week. But um, before we get too much into that, so <laughs> the Thursday night game, uh, we kind of mentioned it while we were recording Friday. It was just a shit show. Um, Rodgers, Devontae just went banana balls, as uh, Mozzie says, and... Th- yeah, Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley just got burnt, burnt, burnt. Jason Verrett just looked like fucking trash. I mean, like, he looked like Jason Verrett, like where the Verrett is like one of those broken hair things from the fucking 90s. So he was bad. And right now, like, the Niners seem like the odd team out of that division. Uh, just a really rough Super Bowl hangover. Not even self-induced as much as injury-induced. It's been a really, really rough uh, time for them this year on the uh, – injury front i mean no debo no Ayuk, no born no garoppolo no kittle no moster no wilson i think uh, i mean you can argue how you feel about garoppolo and i mean this is a mixed bag um i think they will probably look to upgrade soon but yeah it was one-sided affair uh partially thanks to injury so next up we had denver at atlanta I somewhat begrudgingly had Atlanta, as did uh, Mozzie. By the way, a reminder, pretty pretty much only disagreed on one of these picks last week, and that was where the, the difference came, and that one was down to the wire as well. But um, So on this game, um, the Falcons are finally playing like I had hoped. Um, they managed to not blow the lead, I mean, barely, but um, I kind of fear that a better team might have actually come back. So uh, we'll see how it goes uh, moving forward. And uh, Judy was the monster that they needed this week uh, with no Sutton. Uh, Fant went out at some point, even though he came back. Uh, Albert O is out for the year now, I think, with uh, either ACL or Achilles, one of those uh, big bad tendons there that you don't want to have something go wrong. And uh, Fant is unfortunately made of glass. And uh, I, I wish I had Mozzie to do my SpongeBob impression. But um, I immediately think of the one they're selling chocolate and they go to see, you know, that guy made a glass. Um, Mozzie has pointed out that Atlanta is now 3-1 and one and almost 4-0, uh, barring the Todd Gurley accidental touchdown under uh, Raheem Morris. And it would be pretty nuts if they somehow got that seventh NFC spot. I mean, it's sort of open. Um, the I mean, the biggest competition is the NFC West with, um, I mean, I guess whoever doesn't win that division probably Rams and Cardinals. I think Seahawks win it. But um, the Broncos reminded us that they aren't that great, and Locke isn't that great either. Um, he's he sometimes is good, but sometimes isn't. And when when you're good comes in the uh, second half versus the Falcons, I think that might be a little bit um, not a mirage per se, but you know the timing is impeccable. So. 
the Broncos right now are looking like one of the teams that I was ready to beat out on the preseason. Um, next up, we had Seattle at Buffalo. This is one we got wrong. Uh, Buffalo stomped him. I'm just like, wow, Buffalo, talk yo shit. Like, Jalen outdid Russ, who is was pretty much the MVP front runner and did this point. Um, and he saw how bad the Seattle defense truly is. Like, he could have had 500 yards here if the Seahawks though, had really like, kept up remotely. Um, he was 31 for 38 on passing, 415 yards, three passing touchdowns, a rushing score. Like, sheesh, man. Like, fuck. <laughs> That's all a lot of throwing his shit, man. Um, there were seven sacks, which concerns me a bit. Um, maybe that's a bit of like a recipe that Seattle kind of put on tape as far as pass rush goes. Now, unfortunately, the defense was just so overall bad that it didn't matter for Dix, but that may be something going forward that teams kind of look to. Um, McDermott, dude, okay, you, you're earning yourself so much respect, so much future job security, if anything goes wrong here, because McDermott, you're a good coach. Uh, Brian Dable, I believe, is the OC there. They're, they attacked Seattle properly, and didn't go into a shell once they had the lead. <laughs> Falcons, um, Lions, um, any other team in that boat. But I mean, I primarily target the Falcons with that uh, that resounding sadness. So, yeah, they passed twice. Sorry, they threw twice as many passes as they had rushes, and they had seven sacks. So they dropped back to pass more than twice as much as they ran the ball because they know that's how you beat Seattle. Um, they cooked Russ instead of Russ uh, doing the cooking. But uh, on the other side, DK was pretty unstoppable. And uh, as much as running backs may or may not matter, I think Seattle misses Chris Carson. Because when you're down at DJ Dallas and Travis Helmer, you're like, man, I wish I had a running back who just plows through everything, everyone without much regard for his own well-being. Um, it's part of why he's out. He just goes fucking hard all the time. Um, he might be back this week. Pretty iffy. We'll uh, keep updated on that. We're probably not going to know much until uh, tomorrow. I'll be recording on Thursday, uh, around 5, 6-ish range. And, um, yeah, we probably won't know on him till uh, later in the week. So, uh, Mozzie pointed out to me that um, Josh Allen's grandma passed away uh, earlier in the weekend. And he really played his heart out. Um, rest in peace to his grandma. And they, they stomped the Hawks. Uh, Jalen harnessed whatever uh sadness he had i mean i assume it was a lot of sadness that's kind of where to put it he harnessed his emotions and channeled it into a strong performance the team rallied around him balled out um russ turned it over like four fucking times in this game or something like two fumbles and two picks something like that was it might have been more picks i need to find that out but it was pretty rough like if he doesn't turn it over as much like, they're fine. But he's had a lot of turnovers throughout the year so far. Yeah, two picks. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, when your defense is that bad, you're always coming from behind you take risks. Um, so, Bozzi pointed out that the matchup in this was kind of uh, important. Uh, the Bills are weaker against the run as opposed to the pass where they, you know, have some strengths. And um, Seahawks without the running backs and uh, can't really reliably run the ball. So, that was kind of a matchup thing we hadn't really taken into account enough because having Russell Wilson, having two awesome wide receivers, that's great. But when you face these really good teams, that's not enough. So, tough to see sometimes. Next up, we had Chicago at Tennessee. Uh, this one, as we'd hoped. I don't know why I hate the Bears so much. Like, maybe it's because they came back on the Falcons. 
like okay when, when Dak Prescott comes back on the Falcons it's like okay like you know it's Dak or you know the Falcons also fucked up in their own right but when Nick Foles does it you just feel really bad and uh this Bears team actually has lost uh three straight it seems after uh what the fuck come on ESPN app don't don't make me uh watch an ad whenever I like go to a page that's some bullshit anyway so the Bears are now uh 0-3 over the last three, down to 5-4, and four, as, you know, they probably should be one of the Mirage teams from the early half. And they got not much going. David Montgomery is about as replacement level as they come. Um, and I'm not sure they don't miss Mike Davis right now. And uh, Montgomery uh, got banged up in this one. Um, something's up with the shoulder. I don't know the uh, specifics on it. And uh, the Bears turned to Ryan Nall, who as much as I enjoyed and, you know, was kind of underdog and underrated guy, sleeper, whatever to call it, um, they have to rely on Foles now, so they need a QB. Seriously, get a Rob a QB. The Bears are not built to come back on anyone besides the Falcons. Um, Mozzie felt that this game helped him find his center as the Titans donked the Bears in the universe as it should be, if only for a moment. Uh, maybe 2020 isn't so bad after all, if this is how this game turns out. <laughs> but, um, in actuality, the Bears are severely, obviously, lacking in offensive talent. And uh, in today's NFL, that's important. Um, even though their defense is solid, they can't get far with that defense. Next, or sorry, with that offense, even though their defense is good. Next, we have Baltimore at Indy. Um, so Indy's performance was about what we expected. But Baltimore, like I was hoping for more. Uh, Baltimore, as you can maybe say. This was a tale of two halves, in my opinion. Uh, Baltimore kind of waited to do things until the third quarter. Um, I know I know Lamar did have a good uh, completion percentage, which I know Lewis Riddick <laughs> thankfully pointed out to Steve Levy that it doesn't always matter. Um, but 19-23 is nice on paper, but last night was only 170 yards, and there's room for improvement. Um, although, I mean, not a lot was needed. There was some left on the table, though. Um, so I'd written originally before... The uh, English Retaging came out, but I was at the play calling. Makes me wonder if they're like saving someone there for the playoffs. But we found out that Greg Roman was just literally not adapting, and teams are uh, aware of what's coming most of the time. So we saw Lamar go 15, sorry, 13 for 58 and one on the ground. So at least all is well there. And the Colts' run knee appears legit. Um, the Ravens' running backs didn't get much going after they ran all over the Steelers in a while, albeit, but they got a lot going on the, on the ground against the Steelers, which we thought was a great run defense. Um, but they've held some really good running backs to a pretty low yards per carry mark. Um, which, I mean, obviously, yards per carry isn't always indicative of running backs, but they've held good running games to inefficient days. So, yeah, they're they're a good run D. Um, I still don't think their pass D has been tested enough yet. I'm Listen, I know Rhodes has been okay, but Rocky Sin hasn't been great, like... I still think they haven't tested enough yet. Anyway, uh, more Dobbins, please. Um, yeah, so, uh, Bozzi, yeah. for him, this one about how we expected, um, not as much of a Raven stomp, but kind of became one, although the there's like a Gus Edwards fumble, I think, near the goal line that could have been more Baltimore points. Um, Rivers didn't turn the ball at, over as much as uh, Bozzi had predicted, but so the Ravens went pretty soundly, and Lamar didn't have to do much. The J.K. Dobbins usage, we both agree, is pretty maddening. <laughs> um, 
I, maybe they want to save him for close games, but he's on the field a lot. And one of the issues is Lamar isn't like putting the ball in his hands. There were a couple times we like both were like, why did Lamar not dump it off? It was it made me sad because I was talking about Derek Carr not dumping it off to uh, Jacobs, and I'm like, please, Lamar, do not remind me of Derek Carr. Uh, <laughs> and so we were kind of debating, you know, is that more Lamar? Is that more coaching? Whatever. Obviously, there's some uh, issues in the uh, play calling department, but. They've got to find a way to get Dobbs the ball more, whether it's Lamar or the coaching. Um, I mean, it's too good to be underutilized. Every time he gets the ball, almost, it's electric. So, yeah, they, they said winning team, 6-2, and two, but a lot of room to improve still. Next up, Carolina at Kansas City. We both had Kansas City. And, uh, unfortunately, McCaffrey got hurt again after going ballistic already. Um he was back, he was himself, uh, but a shoulder injury got him in this one. He will not be back for this coming week, but there's a chance he could be back the next week, but I'm thinking maybe more like three weeks away. Um, so Mike Davis will be back to the uh, the guy in his stead. So I don't know if Teddy hates DJ Moore or what, um, but there are plenty of times that he just doesn't see DJ Moore wide open. Um, but he has an affinity for Curtis Samuel lately, and uh, of course, CMC took a lot of work in this one. But uh, I mean... Th- Carolina's a fun, bad team. So, um, and then on, on the other side, the Mahomes to Tyreek Hill connection is online. And, um, I mean, obviously that Mahomes to Kelsey connection is online. It has been online all year. The Chiefs are just clicking at an absurd rate right now. Um, but yeah, Ma- Mozzie pointed out as well, like one of our preseason predictions was the Panthers would be the best bad team or it's like a fun, bad team. The three and six now after, you know, kind of hot start. I think they're, I think they might've lost their last three in a row. If I, yeah four in a row i'm gonna mute my fucking phone because this espn app is a load of fucking garbage don't play me some bullshit ad for some car i'm not gonna fucking buy all right espn suck my cock get your bullshit monday night football out of my face all right anyway (laughs) ran over (laughs) uh no their monday night football's okay this year but um yeah so yeah oh and oh and four over the last four that's a rough scene after they started three and two it maybe showed some uh earlier than we expected promise here it played the ad again but i had it muted this really fucking sucks like how, how does this keep happening okay i'm using the espn app so i can see my notes on the screen and also check the scores um, and their website kind of blows balls too honestly uh yeah so anyway back to the game um yeah pandas are fun to watch it's fantasy relevance and they hung in with the Chiefs and played them close. Like, they played a lot of these losses close, at least, is the thing. Like, they haven't been uh, getting just, like, steamrolled, which, like, yeah, it, makes, it, makes it, it makes their games fun. It keeps the opponent in it. Let me take a look. So, yeah, the all, all one-score games the last few. Let's see. Yeah, pretty much all the losses are one-score losses. Wow. Huh. Except the Bucks one, yeah. Every game besides the Bucks game is a one-score loss. It's very uh, Chargers-esque. So, um, yeah, I mean, Mahomes balled out in this game. Um, I mean, it, is it him for MVP? Is it uh, Russ right now? It's tough. Um, Mozzie has Mahomes as his front runner, but um, the, the narrative for Russ right now is pretty strong given how he's carrying the team and how he had never gotten an MVP vote previously. So, and people get voter fatigue, so there aren't a lot of repeats. Um, I mean, I know there's here in between, but still. So next we had Detroit at Minnesota. Uh, Dalvin, of course, did his thing. Um, I mean, he's been balling out 
He's good. It's a great match. And also Detroit just like made it really fucking easy for him. Uh, but Rundy was pretty pathetic here at every level. They, they showed some up front, you know, like, you, uh, I guess this is the best way to put it. Like they've, they've done some stuff, but they were so bad. Um, I, I guess any, honestly, any team with a competent run game should be able to soundly handle Detroit. They don't have enough frontline push after watching this and they're tackling because <laughs> it's pretty rough sometimes too. Uh, I mean, I think it, they look like a team that's given up, at least given up on their coach, um, which they should because Matt Patricia is dog shit at coaching. Um, like, what the fuck is he doing half the time? Like, okay, I get listen, this week. Like, I know Matthew Stafford was missing, but like, what the fuck, man? What are you doing? Why does Adrian Peterson get carries? Why does he get five targets? Why are you designing stuff for age? Like, why is DeAndre Swift just not your fucking guy at this point? Like, they do so many bullshit plays. Like, I don't, I, I don't have the updated stat. I know last time I came up with the AP stat of, like, he had, like, hardly any runs going for more than 10 yards. Like, it's so bad. But the last two weeks, they have been severely, severely outdone, outplayed, outcoached. Um, and I know they beat the Lions. I know they beat the Jags and Falcons before, but obviously the Falcons will be discussed. Um... I I looked at them in Washington this week. I'm like, man, I don't know where to go. This seems like it could just be the nail in the coffin on either side. But um, yeah, Detroit, I don't know what you're doing, man. Um, Mozzie uh, obviously agrees, as everyone who listens knows. Um, they should really be firing up petitions to get their coach and GM fired. Um, oh, wait, are, are they? Oh, I misread that. Lions fans are firing up the petitions. All right. Um, Patricia can't win any competitive game. Um, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I know the Falcons handed in the one, but this franchise is sad. They need a new head coach and fast. I mean, their schedule's not that bad. Like, if they had won this, they could be in the playoff on because they kind of were gearing towards the playoff based on trades. Meanwhile, the Vikings had like traded guys away and they're still winning. So, as is Lions tradition, any hope is now just a pipe dream. And uh, the Lions, on the other hand, like we said, are kind of trending the other way. Um, and the difference probably was that Zimmer is a good coach. Next up, we had the shit bowl of Giants at Washington football team. Um, we both picked Washington, but not like that convincingly. Um, or, well, I picked Washington. I think Monty back and forth and maybe ended on the Giants. I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, I mean, this game didn't matter. <laughs> um, it was gross. But um, I had joked about, like, making the wrong pick once Kyle Allen went down. Um, obviously, freak injury that you can't foresee. And uh, Washington almost come back, came back here, too. Like, that was the funny part. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe the pick was still right. Um, Alex Smith, despite some uh, picks, looked a lot more comfortable than last time. Um, the results weren't stellar, but the game was, like, in reach, you know. Um I assume it's his job for the foreseeable future because they hate Dwayne Haskins, I guess. Um, but some things to make note of, he loved McKissick. Um, I mean, he likes to dump off in general. We know that about Alex Smith. So whether McKissick's on the on the field, um, I mean, watch Gibson's status because he got hurt in this one. But um, Smith is going to dump it off. He was able to hit Terry on a long pass. That's, you know, sometimes all it takes. But he was going to Terry McLaurin and was able to hit him on the long pass. That's what matters most, I think. Um he went to Logan Thomas enough, you know, you'd like more, but it, he didn't ignore him. And he liked Cam Sims a lot for the chunk plays. So, um, picks aside, I think it was a good enough showing. 
slash it gives you enough confidence to start Terry. Honestly, maybe more than Kyle Allen. At least for me. I don't know. But Kyle Allen sucks. So we've at least seen Alex Smith be fine. <laughs> so um, I think when we discussed it um, in our preview, Mozzie was on the Giants, but maybe switched to Washington. But um, either way, um, I mean, who knows how this game would have panned out if Kyle Allen had stayed healthy. Um, yeah, that injury was scary. And I mean, obviously wish him the best. I know I just shat on him, but I mean... <laughs> That was a play thing, not an overall health thing. Injury thing, obviously, I wanted to be healthy and be able to have the chance to compete. So, um, watching the football team at this point is uh, out of the playoff picture, I'd say. Uh, I mean, barring a win next week, you never know. But, um, I mean, their team is kind of in the dumps at this point. So, yeah, they're going to be there till that owner's gone, huh? Yeah, okay. Um, next up, we had Houston at Jacksonville. Houston won this. But, like, wow, their D is bad. Um, Jake Lutton? Luton? I don't know. I heard Luton the most, so maybe it is Luton. I don't know. He clearly he has a pair, at, at least. Like, he did not look overwhelmed in this one at all. Um, he had that nice play to Shark, and he had that, the rush, which I didn't expect because everything I'd seen looked into was he was not the most mobile guy, but he looked more mobile than I expected, um, at least on that run. I guess he could rush better than we expected. Um, and then the other thing that I'd seen everywhere was that he has a good deep ball and that hit that was in sync. Chark Connell was his guy. Um, he actually went to Conley some, which I mean, that maybe makes him this too. Cause like, I guess backup connection some, um, you know, Keelan Cole was kind of odd man out in that sense. And Chanel got hurt here. Uh, I forgot some targets as well as a Chris Thompson, but James Robinson, uh, was the hero of the day, I guess in the, in the running game. He 25 for 99 and a touchdown. So nice there if you uh, are a James Robinson guy, which honestly, like, I got to give him some credit. Like, he's been probably one of the best fantasy guys this year, like, value-wise at least. Um, I mean, I mean, I knew Mike Davis was a great way to pick up after week one, but James Robinson was someone if you got him before the year started, like, you're fucking set. Like, that was a gold mine there. Um, but anyway, yeah, Luton... Lutton, I don't know. Lutton, uh, dime to ball to shark. And uh, so I'm not sure what to expect going forward because they don't play Houston every week. And I'm worried that better teams may expose them more. Now, he'll get one more shot, I'm pretty sure, because Minshew, uh, his, his hand is still hurt. I don't think he's able to throw yet, or not enough at least. Um, if he plays well against the Packers... I could see them sticking with him, but I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, we'll see. Yeah. But um, from Mozzie, uh, James Robinson and the awful Texas defense made this a lot closer than it should have been. But um, yeah. How about Jake Lutton, man? Uh, where, where does Jacksonville find these guys? I mean, even if he and Minshew aren't like career starters, like impressive for six round picks. So kudos Jags on that front. Um, so the game went kind of how we expected. Um, the Jags line is relatively healthy and solid, at least run blocking wise. So they are able to keep James Robinson going a lot as they, as they want to. And, um, yeah, the Texas defense is a mess. Just kind of like the organization in front offices. Cause man, really fucked them for firing that, uh, reporter. Everyone seemed to love her. She kind of reported on the dysfunction of the organization. They fired her. Uh, Texans go fuck yourself. Da, 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 da. Um, 
And then we are also told apparently J.J. Watt's probably not going to be there next year. Sounds like he's kind of fucking fed up with their bullshit. I won't blame you, man. Um, I feel bad for Watson. So next up, we had Raiders at Chargers. This was a great game. Um, so unfortunately, Justin Jackson got hurt on the very first play. Um, but I mean, wow, what a game. Um, we've kind of talked about this being back and forth and it had game with the potential and it did not disappoint. Um, I feel bad for uh, Herbie the love bug and they've found so many ways to charge your games away. Like almost touchdowns here, like miss kicks, like so many almost points, the like games they could have, should have had. They played all their losses close, man. Like uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for them. Herbert's been nothing short of amazing this year. Um, we were both concerned that the Chargers would ruin him, but he has made the Chargers. They they he they are losing in spite of Herbert at this point. Um, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know how much of that is Anthony Lynn. How much the team might just be cursed, but I really am concerned about their offensive coordinating, their play calling, their head coaching, just because this keeps happening. Um, I don't think this team's gonna move forward. Um, with the same coaching staff if they want to actually uh, be a competitive team in the future. So I don't, I, I see some, maybe some turnover uh, in the coaching staff next year, but uh, we'll see. Um, Lynn clearly does not trust Joshua Keller right now because Kalen fucking Belage. Uh, I got 15 for a nice 69 and a touchdown. I mean, that was fucking bonkers. Like, right. Like you think, okay, Pope's inactive. He's hurt. Uh, Justin Jackson goes down instantly. You think Josh Kelly's gonna do stuff? Nope. Nine for twenty-eight. Still got five catches for thirty-one yards, but like Caleb Blage was the guy, and that was weird. So um, Mike Williams was super close to a big day himself, while Keelan Keenan Allen, of course, had another big day. He is just fucking balling out. Um, but with the Raiders, they're kind of an enigma. Like, obviously, I'm glad they're winning. Of course, like they're ahead of schedule. At least what I expected, but like you never like you look at the box screen, you're like how'd they win? And then they won. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um Devontae Booker is looking by far his best he's ever looked in his career. And uh we're seeing Nelson Aguilar be the apple of Carr's eye. Um Mozzie's take, he had the Raiders kinda um on the path up before the season. He was a lot more optimistic on than I was, and that's been correct. The AFC West is definitely more competitive, even if the Chargers' record isn't great. They are competitive each week. Denver, you know, has some ways to go, but the Raiders are giving teams a fight each week. Even if they don't win, they I mean, beat the Chiefs even. So, if the Raiders got some defensive playmakers, um, especially up front, they are lagging up front a lot. Their run D is kind of rough. Like they've got um, some guys in secondary. They've got Abram. They've got like um, what's it, Crosby? But I mean, their defense needs more. I think. Um, just to make it all click. And uh, yeah, the Chargers suffer another loss, slipping through the hands of receiver. But yeah, Herbert is on another level, and it's undeniable how talented his harm is. But the Chargers are going to charge. So Chargers go on charge. Next up, we had Pittsburgh at Dallas. And Squazzy, son of a bitch, you nailed this one. Like This was totally a Pittsburgh trap game if the Cowboys weren't so utterly hopeless. Um, I'm going to start on Mozzie's side here. Um, He totally had the Steelers possibly blowing this game, and damn it, they almost did. Uh, They played the Bengals and Jags next, and (laughs) Mozzie is uh, quite sure they'll lose one of those games somehow. Um, 
If not, see who do they play next week? They get the Bengals. I mean, I imagine they always beat the Bengals. Um, and after that loss, or after that almost loss, I have to say, if Roethlisberger is healthy and back off the COVID list, because he, he he was shaken up in this game also, and then his, we can't put, put on the COVID list. So keep up with him. Um, but anyway, um, they're talented in like every phase of the game. Good O-line, good D-line, pass rush receiver quarterback. Um, they have some sus, they're a little susceptible to secondary and that's about it. Um, it doesn't always matter because a lot of times like the quarterback doesn't have time, but they can get beat deep. Um, and you know, there's sometimes a lot of assignments, but, um, there's definitely something to be said about teams that barely win close games. You know, they're in it. They stay focused even when things aren't going their way. Um, they pulled it out as much as we, you know, Sean Thomas for playing down to competition. They still won. So, um, Cowboys are a dumpster fire, and the only thing really we're talking about is um, CeeDee Lamb at this point. He is uh, super good. <laughs> that, man, that toe tap. Oh, beautiful. This is lovely. So, CD, you're awesome. Um, also, worth noting, the Cowboys uh, cornerback uh, Diggs. Was it Quandre Diggs? I don't know. Whatever their cornerback is, last name Diggs, uh, hurt his foot, and he's probably done for 2020. So, the only, like, decent part of their defense that was left... Um, is gone. Um, they hadn't allowed a hundred receiver in a few weeks. Um, I don't know how much that is his ability or just the um, <laughs> Cowboys, you know, being such a sit in general. Um, but yeah, he's done, and the Cowboys are probably done as well. So the Cowboys actually found a way to. Not, I mean, they didn't play worse yesterday, but their roster got worse somehow. Still, so tough scene. They showed fight in this one, but. Uh, ultimately, it was not enough as their roster is just um, the raft of talent at this point. So, Judo's back, I guess. Um, whether or not he's a struggle target or he's just bat. I mean, yeah, he's been fancy relevant more so lately. Um, I guess if there's any inclination, the game's close, he's always in play. Um, Deontay and Claypool actually got more targets with Claypool leading the way. But teams, I think, have not like just like caught on to him, but they know what the Steelers want to do with him. So they're game planning, and the Steelers are working on finding ways around it. But in the meantime, Juju is still uh, the main cheese as far as um, Roethlisberger's um, yeah, struggle target. But he, Roethlisberger trusts him. Obviously, he goes to De- Deontay Johnson a lot, likes him. Deontay Johnson's super good. So, I mean, all these receivers are going to play pretty much most weeks. Um, the Dallas side, like I said, CD's crazy. And... There's not going to be much here fantasy-wise. I think each week the receiver that gets the touchdown will be the guy. I don't know if there's ever going to... How many times there will be more than one receiving touchdown. But, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's rough. They were doing so well with Dak. But it's how the cookie crumbles. The last game of Sunday afternoon last week was Miami at Arizona. And this was the only one we ended in disagreement on for sure. We are on opposite sides. We... Both felt it would be close. We were really excited for the game. And uh, Miami won thanks to Zane Gonzalez missing. I think it was a 49-yard field goal. Man, it's been a tough year for him in the clutch. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tua, man, he balled out. Like, aside from that one dummy move, um, he looked pretty great. Um, like I said, he there, there was the play where he tried to fit it in a window or maybe throw it out of bounds. It almost got picked off, but um, the defender's felt was out of bounds, so... Rookie stuff, you know, every rookie's going to have some dumb mistakes that they have to realize, okay, 
this is the pros, not college. But watching a lefty was interesting. Like it just looked like not like weird. It's just different. It's not something you see if you haven't seen that in a while. Um, it's kind of funny because you always get the same kind of broadcast angle, and you're like, wait, what's what's off here? But um, so yeah, Murray fucking scurried in this one, dude. Holy moly, like. There are some defenses that are more susceptible to QB rushing, and Miami is definitely one of them. We kind of brought that up uh, in our preview. Um, we talked about you know the Patriots D being susceptible, and the, and the Dolphins D isn't the exact same, but you know Belichick disciple with uh, Brian Flores. They're gonna run some cover zero, some a lot of man, especially with their corners. It makes sense you would want to do a lot of man. So um, yeah, they're gonna be in situations where you know there's uh, a lot of rushing range for the quarterback, and Kyler is a great rusher already. So yeah. Went over 100 yards and touchdown here. So, on the ground, too. So, yeesh. Uh, Christian Kirk balled out. Um, the Dolphins did literally everything they could to stop Hopkins, including a lot of PIs. Like, that was their plan. They're like, we're not going to fucking let you catch this ball. We're just going to knock you over first. <laughs> like, uh, but, um, I mean, wow, what a game. Um, but I'll back on the Dolphins real quick. Some guy named something Ahmed. Uh, I'm checking for the name again <laughs> real quick. Got some carries. I mean, there was a, we had a very Jordan Howard stat line. He got like 10 rushes for 19 yards and a touchdown. I mean, of course, that's you know the Joho line. Um, let's see. His name was Sal- Salvan Ahmed. So, yeah. Uh, Tua himself got 7 for 35. And uh, we had a brief Patrick Laird appearance. But, um, yeah. He, Tua cleared like uh, Preston Williams, but Preston Williams is now hurt. I think on IR with a foot thing i can double check that um so we're going to be getting more Devonte parker uh probably more gasecki and uh jakeem grant as well i think he um i mean two looked his way anyway and i think with no isaiah Ford now and um you know preston williams we're probably gonna see a lot of jakeem grant um who else emerges though that's like the that's the thing i'm curious on like i'm trying to think about who else would emerge there um i mean maybe they use more tight ends Maybe it's Matt Collins. Like, I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know if they try to go get someone. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, free agent. But, yeah, they're probably kind of a, maybe not a set they traded for it, but they're kind of hurting that receiver a bit, and that might be something that kind of hurts them uh, moving forward, I think. Yeah, I'm looking up Preston Williams real quick as we go. But, um, yeah, so on to Mozzie's side. We, we both love Tua coming out, and uh, he's already looked better uh to Mozzie than uh, he thought he would. So, I mean, yeah, he looks really good already. I mean, that all that stupid almost interception, obviously, but yeah, he's playing well. The Dolphins are now 3-1 and one against that division, the NFC West, yes. Um, they fell to the Seahawks when Fitzpatrick was in, and um, they crushed the Niners. And then, I mean, yeah, after the bye, Tua comes in. Their defense snacks the Rams around, and then they uh, hold on to beat the Cardinals here. So, Team is looking good, I would say. Definitely had a schedule on the rebuild. Um, yeah, strong defense. It's yeah, it's kind of crazy how they got so far ahead of schedule. I guess I don't know. Um, on the Arizona side, um, Kyler's past two games, he's been playing at MVP level. Like honestly, that's mods you take, but I I do agree, he's been playing really well. Um, He'd picked Arizona off the bye, but the Dolphins are forced to be reckoned with, and Tua is not holding them back at all. He's helping push them forward. Like, so in my opinion, like I don't know if they win this with Fitzpatrick. Like, as as weird as that might sound, like I think Tua is part of the reason they won. Um, 
And if they make some playoffs, if they make the playoffs, uh, Ozzy had a nice bet on them to make it in. So he'll make some serious dosh, dosh, as he puts it. Um, and um, Ozzy also did that he saw to improve as the game went on. Um, and yeah, you could see him kind of getting used to actually, you know, maybe not shoot, I guess shooting. Yeah, yeah actually having to play to win. Not just, you know, not fuck it up and lose. So he's got some crazy potential making reads, learning the defense, you know, getting better throughout the game. It was impressive. Um, and I agree. Yeah, he looks good. Like, oh, man, these rookie quarterbacks, these top three, holy fucking shit. The league is in good hands. Um, Mozzie uh, put a lot of fab on him to keep him, as, to grab him and get him as a keeper in another league. And he is stoked. And I can't blame him, man. I wish I uh, had him somewhere at all, man. Like super flex league, some keeper, anything. Because he, oh, he's like my favorite, man. He's so good. Um yeah, it's oof, man. Dolphins are they should be happy they tanked for Tua. Well, almost tanked for Tua, <laughs> and uh, still got him. So happy to see that for the Dolphins, a franchise deprived of success in most recent memory. Um, Sunday night game we had New Orleans at Tampa, and like okay, I know we missed the call on the Seahawks Bills, but like holy fucking shit, this is the wrongest I could have ever been in a while. Um, <laughs> New Orleans has Tampa's number, I guess. I don't know. Like, Tampa looked awful. Drops a bound. I guess Gronk had too much CBD oil on his hands. I don't know. Um, I mean, there was even a coverage breakdown that let Traquan score. I think even Adam Troutman scored and got stats. Like, fucking shit, Tampa. Like, what were you doing? I mean, they got a consolation field goal at near the end of the game. That was when you just knew they gave up. Like, man, <laughs> it was rough. Like, Michael Thomas back, didn't need to do much. Kamara didn't need to do like anything. Taysom Hill, <laughs> he got the showcase at like Tampa. If Taysom Hill ran all over your ass, you don't deserve the win. Like fucking shit, you were trash. Um, it made me happy to see the Tom Brady Bucks get shot on. They're getting a lot of pressure on Brady. He was throwing picks, but yeah. I mean, we had theorized that the Bucks had prepared for the Saints the previous day, but that clearly was not the case. Um, yeah, I... I don't know if anyone predicted this bad. Like, people had picked the Saints, but this was a, a stomping uh, that I don't think anyone foresaw, except maybe the Saints. Um, but, yeah, I mean, f- from Mozzie's side, it's kind of tough to, like, know, like, how the Buccaneers played so poorly. Like, they just weren't ready. Like, pop, one of the worst games Brady's played in his career. Like, they couldn't stop the Saints at all on defense either. Um yeah, the Saints were easily stopped them. They just dominated them. Yeah, maybe it's the AB curse. Like, maybe his presence is just a curse to whatever he is. Um, that's what happens when you sign a shithead. His, um, I think I saw the his ex-wife or ex-girlfriend um, fi- like was able to finally get the affidavit, whatever it was signed. Yeah, basically, she signed the affidavit. It, it takes a while for stuff to go through the court system. Um, on the rape allegations so we'll see how that plays out if it comes out that that is true and the bucks sign him man that's that's awful man like i don't think they should have anyway but if that is like with all that ongoing but man if that comes out as true man and like i mean it's ab like we know he's a shithead so I, I, man, I would side with the woman on this one for sure. Like, 
Yeah. Ugh. Man. So, Bucks. Mm. And then Monday night, we had the Patriots at the Jets. The Patriots barely pulled this out. Um, the Jets finally had the top three receivers healthy, and the Pats had no Gilmore. It's kind of a perfect storm for Flacco to go wacko. Uh, we both commented on Flacco liking Perriman, and uh, I took that to heart. I loaded it up on a showdown. Helped me out. Made me happy. Um, it's funny because he could have had more, but he had a drop. Classic Perriman. Um, Flacco also liked Mims. Um, and Mims looked really good, too. Uh, made some plays on his own as well. And um, Flacco loves his bigger, fast guys that can draw pass interference. Um, I wonder how many total pass interference career yards Flacco's passes have drawn anyway. Um, so the pass run D is a weak spot. Uh, we thought I, I thought maybe they tried to attack that more. I mean, they ran with Gore a lot. But, um, but yeah, without Gilmore, pretty weak secondary there. Steve Levy kept commenting on Cam Newton's completion percentage, as I'd mentioned, but Lewis Riddick, thankfully, was saying it doesn't matter if he's passing up open deep shots. Like, he many times did not look to an open Demir Bird. Um, he was trying super hard not to fuck up. They talked about in the broadcast that he Cam Newton said he didn't want to fuck up, so I think it was in his head too much. So, yeah, they got to fix that going forward if they want to actually beat a decent team. Um... And by the way, Riddick, like I said earlier, I joked about Monday Night Football sucking, but Riddick is a great addition to the booth, uh, having him and Brian Greasy there. It's a nice, it's a much better Monday Night Crew than we had uh, previously. So, yeah. And, um, yeah, Mozzie noted the same thing. Flacco Perriman, uh, alongside of No Gilmore, um, made this game a lot more entertaining than it should have been. Um, I said neither of us are Flacco guys, but, I mean, he, he has a good deep ball still, so... I mean, his, his one to Perriman, he looked sort of effortless, which was kind of funny. Um, unfortunately, Makai Becton went out in this one. I mean, if he stays in, maybe they win. I don't know. Flacco did throw a really dumb pass at the end, uh, overthrew Bims into double coverage. Maybe that was a call from upstairs <laughs> to not win. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they got to have some fun um, on offense and still managed to lose. So, um, yeah, and then other... Then Nick Falk himself, the former Jet, was able to beat them on a uh, field goal at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wish Bozzy were here for this one. But, um, yeah. it's <laughs> It was funny because they showed some signs of life and still lost. So, he, he was, t in the group me afterwards, happy that they managed to pull out the loss. Because, I mean, you know, you always want your team to win. But this is the case where, in my opinion, it's okay for them to not win. Um, yeah, Cam didn't run as much as we thought. Um, I mean, maybe Belichick wanted to work on throwing more. I don't know. Work on short passing. Um, but Mozzie felt his arm was a little bit like looks a bit labored. So um, we'll see how they look next week. Um, I don't know if they're on by or not, but in their next game, I should say, um, moving forward. And so. Both teams will probably be picking kind of high next year, unless, you know, Belichick big brains itself and out of the top of the uh, draft order. They went too much. Who knows? We'll see. Belichick always going to try to win until they really can't make it at all. So, yeah, but this game really should not have been this close. The patch just really played down, had some injuries, and uh, the Jets showed some life with their uh, top receiving options healthy. So... What a week, what a week. Um, we were able to predict this one better than the last couple weeks. Nice to kind of get back on the train right there. But before I hop off the train, 
We're going to hit on uh, the Thursday night game, Indy at Tennessee. That'll be on in about two hours. Um, I've got Tennessee. I think Mozzie said he also has Tennessee. It's one of those on-paper, off-paper things for him. Um, his take on um, going into this game. So Jonathan Taylor was basically written out of the game script last week as they got behind pretty quickly. But this matchup's intriguing. Um, he says the Colts run blocking is pretty good and the Titans suck against the run and can't get a pass rush. And uh, he also thinks the Colts defense can bottle up Henry pretty well. And uh, especially at the first level, their defense is pretty solid. Um, so the trash matchup may be their favor here. Um, if the Bears had a run game last week, maybe they would have won. Who knows? Um, he kind of thinks they might have. So, I mean, we were we both had some uh, reservations picking the Titans last week, but we ultimately did. Um, so on paper, uh, for Mozzie, this favorites the Colts, but his off-paper meter is telling him Titans. So I, uh, I'm also on the Titans. I think that their receivers match up well against the uh, Indy secondary. A.J. Brown's a mismatch for whoever they put on him. And I think Corey Davis uh, will have a good game. I know his um, so his brother died of a rare cancer uh, this week, actually. So, I mean, if um, we can maybe see them purposely try to get him more involved. Um, if he plays even, I don't know if he'll play. I mean, I wouldn't blame him for not playing. Honestly, like that fucking blows. So, um, rest in peace to his brother. I'm going to look up uh, his name as well so I can actually say it. He uh, played, I think, at CMU, um, if I recall correctly. Uh, Titus Davis it was. There we go. Which... Titus is a dope name as well. But I mean, I rest in peace. Uh, Titus Davis, former um, Central Michigan Chippewa and San Diego Charger. You will be missed. So, yeah, I think Corey Davis uh, should have a pretty good game. I think he'll be against Rocky Sin a fair amount. I'm pulling up the uh, alignments really quick because I was thinking about like how they individually match up against it. So, um, yeah, AJ Brown will get more Xavier Rhodes, so I think he can outdo. And Corey Davis, who's actually been pretty solid this year, will get some Rocky Sand, who's kind of been struggling. So works out well for him. And then no Adam Humphreys here, so I think we'll be seeing some Khalif Raymond in the slot, getting more snaps. But I think mostly to the top two receivers and probably some uh, Jonu. So the Colts have been good against tight ends this year, but they haven't really faced off against much. I mean, I know they held Mandrew and Chad last week, but their tight end matches have been pretty cake. So I, that, I wouldn't hold much stake in that. But uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Tennessee has been pretty rough against tight ends. Um, they have a lot of big games to good ones and some decent games to not, not so good ones. So with uh, no Jack Doyle here in this one, oh, we're going to keep an eye on Molly Cox's status. He's been limited. I think he'll end up playing. I mean, we'll pretty much know by the time this episode's up. Um, I like him if he's in. Um, I like Burton some regardless, but obviously if Molly Cox is out, Burton makes a great play. Um, T.Y. Hilton, I think, is expected back in this one, but I don't really want to go there. He's not been relevant really at all <laughs> this year. Like, fucking Philip Rivers hates him, I guess. I don't know. Maybe Philip Rivers hates his grandma. <laughs> like, I don't fucking know, man. And Philip Rivers just kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> he's not good this year, man. I know he had that one big game, like getting some passes and shit in. But that wasn't really, like, impressive against Cincinnati. Like, oh, whatever. But, oh, man. I, I don't... I, is Philip Rivers the one? Yeah, I think he's, like, never hit 30 fantasy points in a game or something crazy. He got close, but it's hilarious. So, yeah, the Titans, it makes sense. They need to pass in this one. Um, that's the way you kind of beat the Colts. Um, their run D is really good. I agree with that. Um, on the Colts' side, 
So I do have to disagree something with Mozzie a bit. The Colts haven't been getting much push up front, although the Titans D is bad, so I don't know how that'll matter. Maybe they'll get on track this game. Um, they seem to want reasons to not play Jonathan Taylor. I don't know why. He had his first fumble of the year last week. They immediately pulled him and he didn't get back in until the fourth and that fumble was in like the first quarter at some point. So, yeah, I have no clue how this backfield is going to play out. So, I think of all the three of Taylor Wilkins Hines, my favorite might be Hines this week. Um, looking kind of back through running backs against uh, the Titans, backs along those lines, uh, pass catching backs or similar, you know, style to Hines have been doing well. So Hines is going to be my pick, especially with, um, let's see. I mean, if even if it's back, he's banged up and, um, you know, with uh, Doyle missing, I think they will also probably need to keep scoring too. So Hines makes sense here um, in, you know, matchup wise and maybe necessity wise. Also, he's, I think he's on the cheaper side in DFS um, for showdown. I'll double check that, but um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I mean, I fucking love showdown, but um, that's my shit. Anyway, yeah, so we both have the Titans here in what I think should be a good game. Um, last week was okay. I know close and good aren't the same, but I think last week's game was good, even though the Patriots game plan was boring. Like, it wasn't like a light the sky up game plan, but it was, it was good running. And if like that's something you appreciate, it's good. If not, you know, if you don't see passing, sorry. But the Jets gave you that, so I think it was actually a good game. Um, the previous ones, maybe not so much the like Eagles and Giants. That was a fucking shit show. That was, that one was close, but not good. But I think this will be close and good. Um, I expect Tennessee to win this and getting Desmond King back or getting, sorry, not back, getting Desmond King in general is a huge boot. We saw it last week, um, where they held the pairs in check a lot. I think they might give the Colts some problems, um, trying to move the ball downfield because Philip Rivers already has problems with that. <laughs> um, so with King and, um, what's his name? Fucking Super Bowl guy. Um, Malcolm Butler. Um, and Breon Borders has actually been decent too, but yeah, like their secondary, I think, could have a good time here because Rivers can't push it downfield. And I mean, I know like T.Y. We like T.Y. Hilton, but he's the only like experienced like guy. I mean, not experienced, but like experienced in producing on a regular basis, I should say. Because like there's Pascal, there's Pittman, there's a couple other guys, but like no one you feel great about. And so, yeah, I don't expect any of them to, like, outperform. Like, I don't think, you know, I don't think Zach Pascal's going to get one over on Desmond King. Like, I think Malcolm Butler, you know, even though he's seriously, you know, smaller than Pittman, so maybe that maybe Pittman does outdo him some there. Like, Malcolm Butler is probably going to be able to hold Pittman over pretty well. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I, I have a little more confidence in the secondary and the Titans in general holding the Colts in check. But I don't think it'll be the whole game. Like I, like I said, I just don't think that the Colts will be able to keep up when they need to. So Titans in this one, but I'm looking forward to watching this in a hour and a half about. So thank you all for tuning into Mozzie and the Muscle. Like I said, if it's just me, Mozzie's still here in spirit, in my heart, and his takes are here. Uh, I wish I had his impressions in his smooth, sultry voice, but Alas, we do not, so we will be back, I think, hopefully tomorrow to preview. But we wanted to get this review in so we didn't uh, miss you guys again like we did last week, unfortunately. But thank you for tuning in, and we will be back soon. Did I do that right? Did that noise right? Good enough. All right.